kids, don't we? And they all take after their mothers. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> That's cool. Uh, yeah, it was fun to uh, watch that come together over a period of time. So thank you, kids, for doing that and for helping tell the story. It's really awesome. Uh, I had something happen to me this week <clears throat> that uh, I can honestly say has never really happened to me before. I went to um, the local Starbucks, and I was going through the drive through and I got behind, uh, for whatever reason I remember this, it was a small silver truck. In that truck, the, the driver appeared to not really know what he was doing. Uh, I, I can't really explain it. I don't know if that driver had never been to that Starbucks before or had just not ever been to a Starbucks before, which just seems very strange to me, but apparently it does happen. Some people don't go to Starbucks. It, it's okay, there's prayer for that, it's fine. But anyway, I'm just kidding. He took uh, a little bit of time ordering and then um, went up to the window, so I dutifully went up and ordered my beverage as well and pulled up behind him and he spent a little additional time at the window and I wasn't in any, in any hurry, so it didn't really matter to me. I just thought it was kind of strange because normally you go through the drive through at Starbucks and they've got things moving along pretty quickly. And so eventually he uh, went on his merry way and I pulled up to the window and I'm ready to make my payment. And they said, hey, Merry Christmas, the guy in front of you just paid for your beverage. And I was like, what? That's cool, thank you. And you know what? I'm pretty sure my beverage tasted better. I'm, I'm just saying. It tasted better because of that. And so uh, I'm, I'm heading towards the office and I, I call my wife and <clears throat> told her what happened. And as I'm talking to her, I'm thinking to myself, why didn't I pay for the people behind me? You know, it's just one of those things where you're kind of caught off guard and you're not really thinking about it. And you're like, oh, oh my gosh, you know, I could have I done it. So the next day, I go back to Starbucks and I do that for the for the for the guy behind me, it was a, a young couple behind me, quickly sped away so they wouldn't know it was me, <laughs> whatever that means. But anyway, it was a lot of fun to see that. And I love this time of year because it seems like we're just a little kinder to one another, doesn't it? You know, maybe it's the sappy Christmas movies I'm watching uh, right now and uh, the fact that every single one of them you know, kind of has the same sort of theme, different characters, different part of the country, but the same general idea behind it. And it's usually about um, somebody finding true love or having some kindness or, you know, you've probably seen these as well. Or maybe um, because of the time of year, we're just a little more aware of charity and, and giving because um, we're all out buying gifts and so we're thinking about it. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. There's Grinches too. I've experienced them just like you have. But, but I, I think for a few weeks every December, we tend to think about others a little bit more. And, and I, I like that. I appreciate that. And this year, quite frankly, <laughs> in this really odd year, it seems to me that we could all use a little more kindness and compassion, don't you think? Yeah. And yet, at the same time, oh cool. <laughs> Apparently we're Catholic now and this is incense, so. It was a tape. 
in my head, there's a little conversation going on. How do I get them back? How do I get them back? Just kidding. All right. So this time of year, and I, I think that, you know, despite the TV shows and I dis- despite just kind of the, the atmosphere of Christmas, I suspect that there is something else at work. And I want to talk about that just a little bit. In Matthew's biography of Jesus, right at the very beginning, Joseph is trying to make a very difficult decision. And he's trying to decide if he's going to stay with Mary. And in that birth account, God sends an angel to Joseph through a dream. And in the dream, the angel tells Joseph, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. It's a little definition tucked inside of the text. And they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. And of course, this is why we're celebrating, right? I mean, this is what we've been waiting for. This is what we've been marking time with candles and what we've been uh, talking about as we gather together on Sundays. It's the moment when God steps into our world and brings heaven to earth. And he walked among us and he showed us a different way to be human. In fact, I would say that he's the illustration of what it means to be a son or daughter of God. He showed us that. He illustrated it for us. If you want to know what it means to be a son or daughter, emulate Jesus. Be like him. Learn to think like him. Learn to talk like him. Learn to love like him. And yet, I still think there's something else to that. Same idea. Because at the very end of Matthew's biography, In chapter 28, just before he ascends into heaven, he makes a comment to his disciples. And I want you to listen to what it says. Matthew 28, he says, And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. So think of it this way. In Matthew chapter 1, Emmanuel, God with us. And the other parenthesis to this is in Matthew 28. And surely I am with you always. And there are parentheses around the life of Jesus. Because we have his, his life, his ministry, his death, his resurrection, all happening between God with us, Emmanuel, and through his spirit, the one that lives inside of us, um, he still continues to move. And he does. He lives inside of us. In fact, he, he shares headspace with us. And that's why very often when you, when you think that the Lord is speaking to you, it sounds like your voice. He wants you to understand him so it does sound like your voice. Because if it was like the voice of James Earl Jones, you'd be like, what is this all about? But it's not. It's often your voice. You get an impression, a thought in your mind, and it's in your own voice. And that's because God lives in us through his spirit. So he truly is still Emmanuel. So that thought that you had to buy the coffee for the person behind you in the drive-thru, the, uh, the thought to actually bring dinner to somebody who might need it, or 
you know, pay that family's bill or do something special for someone than your workplace, whatever it happens to be. Those thoughts, I think, are God's prompts. That God is actually prompting you to do some of those particular things. And it's really funny that the more you do them, the more you take God up on those prompts, the more offers you get. You'll find yourself noticing these things more and more. That you have these opportunities, that you notice things that you can do, and you might hear these prompts. Why don't you go, hey, wouldn't it be great if? You'll hear those things. And so I think the kindness that we share and the kindness that we experience are there because God put them there. Because we call him Emmanuel, God with us. Trouble is, we uh, often ignore the prompts, don't we? It happens, I understand. Happens to me, happens to the best of us. We get that other little voice in our head that often sounds like us too. Who do you think you are? You can't do that. What do you know? Have you heard these before? Or, or maybe it's, um, I can't afford it, which might be true, but it's one of those things that keeps us from following the prompt. Or maybe you've, you've done one of those um, things where you said, wouldn't it be nice if, fill in the blank, but then you never do anything about it? That can be a God prompt too, one that we're ignoring. And so we make excuses or we're afraid for one reason or another, and it just depends, and real life gets in the way, and we get distracted because, you know, it's easier to watch something on YouTube. It's easier to check my phone. It's easier to check out on Netflix and watch Hallmark movies, whatever. It's easier to do those things. But the baby the story, this thing that we've been waiting for, this thing that we've been talking about for the last few weeks, it tells us something. It tells us at least three things. Probably more, I'm choosing three. The first thing it tells us is that God is good. God is good in so many ways. First and foremost, he sent us a savior. That's good. And Here's the best part. He sent it in a package that we would understand. We understand babies. It wasn't some type of big fanfare or something that, you know, knocked our socks off. It's just this baby because we understand them. God is good. The second thing, and I want you to hear this. I want you to hear this from me. I don't care if you hear anything else tonight. I want you to hear this. The other thing that the baby tells us, you are enough. You're enough. You're valuable enough for God to send a Savior for you. You're enough. Now, that doesn't mean that you might not have things that you've got to work on and you might need some healing in your heart and you've got some issues that you've got to deal with in your past, all those kinds of things, but you need to understand that you have immense value to God. 
because he sent a baby. And the third thing, and maybe you've never heard this before. Yes, God is good. Yes, you are valuable. But the third thing is he wants to do amazing things through you. Amazing things through you. Those little prompts in your head begin to lead more and more and to another and to another. And eventually you're praying for people and eventually you're seeing things happen and you're just astonished because of the things that God is doing around you. God wants to do amazing things through you. And and here's how I know that. Why on earth would he have said that he would be with us even through the end of the age? if he didn't want to do something amazing through you. You think God is with us just to criticize you and make you feel lousy about yourself? Church, that doesn't even make sense. That's not the God who loves us. That's not the God who has shown us that we are of immense value and worth to him. Yes, he wants to do amazing things through you. That's what this baby tells us. So the only real question that we have at this point every single morning is, what do you want to do through me today, God? What is it that you want to do today? And then listen, double dog dare you. Because when you ask that prayer, that's a dangerous prayer. Because God is really looking just for people who are willing. You don't have to be the most skilled You don't have to be the smartest. You don't have to be the best. All you have to be is willing. God can work with that. And he chooses to time and time again. Let me tell you, he chose a baby, a baby, to accomplish his will, who eventually became Jesus. What an amazing thought for a great night. We're going to participate in a tradition that we try to do every year. And this year, um, we're doing like real candles, I guess. Oh, good. Thank you, Dan. <clears throat> uh, we're going to turn the lights down. We're going to sing Silent Night. But here's, here's the thing I want you to do. Uh, go ahead and grab your candle. Um, Dan and Jessica are going to lead us in the song. But I'm going to light mine. And as we start singing, um, I, I think I'm, I'm going to work my way up that row, and then I'm going to come back over here. Just light the candle, and here's how you do it. The lit candle stays vertical. The unlit candle goes horizontal. Does that make sense? That way we don't drip candle wax. If you're watching at home, you can do it any way you want to. <laughs> you got to clean up your own wax, though. But as we're going through this, every time the the flame passes from one candle to the other, I want you to think in your head, Emmanuel. And notice what happens to the room. It gets a little bit brighter and brighter and brighter because that is really what God with us is all about. Let's pray. God, it's a great night. You made it. And and we're here, and we're celebrating the birth of Jesus. 
we get to do this. And we get to acknowledge how good you are. And we get to acknowledge the fact that we're valuable to you. Thank you for that. And we also get the thrill of hope that you're going to do amazing things through us. And so I pray that even tonight, Christmas Eve, in the strange year of 2020, God, that you would fill us so with your strength and your wisdom and your courage that next year becomes an Emmanuel year. God is with us. We're so excited to see what you're going to do with that. I pray this all in Jesus' name. Everybody said.